Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of Magic Zeit, the last trend uh, short show title courtesy of Johnny Davis and super producer Anna Hosnier's current obsession with uh, the Magic Mike live show. Um, yeah, she, she has informed me that I need to take my wife to it as soon as possible to, uh, give her life, I'm told. Uh, so yeah, but, but just a, a rave from super producer Anna Hosnier, like, uh, you know, multiple text messages, just like there's a story there and there's, they really tie it all together. Channing Tatum might be a genius. I think she talked about this yesterday also, but um, it's the momentum has not flagged uh, in terms of her excitement about the live show. Anyways, uh, I'm thrilled to be joined by the co-host for today's trend, uh, writer for TDZ. It is J.M. McNabb. Hello. Thanks for having me. Hi. Uh, I you? also think you should take your wife to go see Magic <laughs> Mike live. Just for the record. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you were saying show her what a real man looks like before we started recording. <laughs> That's um, exactly what I said. <laughs> when you said it has a story, I'm just imagining it, like it brought me right back to like when Ninja Turtles had that live show and like they had to defeat Shredder with the power of keytars. Yeah, I imagine I ha- something I didn't like that. Catch that one, uh, but I've caught uh, the Paw Patrol live show with my kids, and the the storyline there seems to have been conceived of in three minutes um uh, perfunctory is what i screamed as i was watching it in the theater theater i said this is not theater the story is perfunctory the music numbers are blah drab uninspired skip uh i yelled at uh rubble uh, who was djing the the set um, for some reason, he was a DJ all of a sudden. Yeah, what, really? Right. Give me a break, That's rubble. Bullshit. Yeah, come on, man. This guy's this guy's a construction worker. You think he's all of a sudden a DJ? Uh, no offense to construction workers, but I don't think you can be DJs. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, Jam. Let's get into the trends, yes. shall we? 
Um, also, shout out to Johnny Davis, still out here giving us short show titles that are always great. Thank you, Johnny Davis. Um, no thank you, Russia, is what I'm saying on behalf of Tom Cruise. So there, there's a story that Tom Cruise was planning to make a movie in the International Space Station, uh, aided by a ride from SpaceX, uh, just all our favorite brands coming together, Scientology, uh, whatever Elon Musk's cult is going to be called. Um, we talk about his, his plan for a company town in Texas, uh, AKA commune on tomorrow's episode. But the hope was he was going to be the first person to film a movie in space. I was not hopeful because my feeble brain could not think of the right premise for a movie filmed in space that Tom Cruise would be on board with. Like it just, yeah, it's hard to run. In, yeah. in the space station. But so I watched the trail. So the nut of the story is that Russia beat him to it. They filmed a movie on the space station. Um, they just released a trailer and I am fully on board with the trailer. The trailer looks really good. <laughs> I was wrong to doubt this idea. Um, it looks cool. Uh, it's called the challenge. Um, and it is just an episode of MTV's the challenge in space. Uh, <laughs> just recreated line for line Johnny bananas. Um, so it's a great premise. This is what the premise should have been. This is what the premise that my brain should have come up with. But I think, I think the presence of Tom Cruise stopped it, but it's basically a astronaut on, or a cosmonaut in this case on the space station gets badly injured, can't be transported back down to earth without, you know, harming him needs emergency surgery. And so they need to send a team of, you know, needle-nosed doctors up into space. It's like Armageddon, if Armageddon's plot made sense. You know? Yeah, because like, yeah, that's the thing they always say about Armageddon is like, why don't they just train astronauts to, to drill instead of vice versa? But like, that's you're not going to... Ben Affleck said to Michael Bay on the set of Armageddon. He said, right. uh, Michael Bay, real quick, qu- just a qu- <laughs> quick question. Why wouldn't they teach astronauts who are notoriously quick learners how to how to drill um and michael bay said ben shut the fuck up and that was that was the entirety of the conversation and then ben affleck got drunk and did the dvd commentary and told that story uh, to be fair like on the set like wearing a space suit is not the time to bring (laughs) up that complaint (laughs) that's a good point um but anyways uh yeah this this makes sense this is like you couldn't probably teach an astronaut to be a like expert surgeon in the space of a couple days. Right. Or, you know, however no. quickly they need to get them up there. Um, and the space footage looks really cool. Like it yeah. looks great. It looks super cool. Uh, I mean, I didn't understand what anyone was saying. Uh, so maybe I did not either. It might just be nonsense. I don't know, but, uh, but it looked cool. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can actually see like, it, it, you have that visceral feeling when they look out like the the window and you see earth yeah. and and yeah it's, it's cool i mean yeah to, the bar has been raised for tom cruise to do something crazy in space even crazier yeah. than this yeah and also russia is apparently going to leave the international space station project in 2024 so a farewell letter maybe that's also why it's going to be good because it's not going to be like propaganda it's right. just going to be like, well, we did, you know, we're leaving anyway. Let's just, yeah, we're not fans of this, yeah. but yeah, probably not. 
It'll be interesting to see how they treat any astronauts that are aboard. If they're just like, fuck these guys, they're just like shotgunning beers and space. And do the other astronauts even know it's a movie? Like, are they just kind of making it like Borat or something? (laughs) He just went up there with a camera. That's a good point. Um, Mitch McConnell uh, was concussed in a fall, uh, is in hospital, as they would say in the UK. And there's not really much to say about that. Was it the USA Today was like, what is a concussion? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was their headline, which interesting. Who is reading USA Today? checking in the news about Mitch McConnell and doesn't know what a concussion. I I don't understand who this headline is for. Amazing. All right. We wanted to talk about, uh, Tucker Carlson's continued obsession with your country, your homeland, Canada. Yeah. Because he recently suggested in his fun way where he's like joking, not joking that America should invade Canada. Yeah, which was the premise of a John Candy movie, but it doesn't seem like the best idea. It's based on a viral video, like, because he's just like racist Tosh.0, I guess, you know, (laughs) Uh, some bigoted piece of shit in a goofy hat came to disrupt a drag queen story hour at a Calgary public library and was escorted out because he refused to stop screaming. Uh, and refused to leave and, you know, was screaming about the homosexual agenda, uh, which talk about things that aren't appropriate for children to be around. Um, you know, but he just made it a horrifying situation for everyone and was escorted out. And Tucker Carlson thought the treatment of him was rough enough that he should suggest starting a war. Your thoughts, Jam? <laughs> as as the official spokesperson for Canada, yes. Uh, well, I mean, it's just so stupid. It's extra stupid because it's like, yeah, he had this like Chiron on the. Is that how you say Chiron? I've never yeah, said it I think out loud. That's right. uh, saying you know, like t- Canada's become this uh, authoritarian, like atheist uh, state because I guess this guy's like the pastor of some you know right wing ridiculous sect of whatever but anyway so saying like yeah like they he he framed it as like in canada if you believe in jesus they will throw you out of a library and rough you up you know it's like well no this fucking guy like is going in you know screaming about the homosexual agenda yelling at kids who are just trying to have a story read to them i mean and even like putting aside all of the bigoted shit he said and how like obviously repulsive this guy is like you can't go in and just start yelling in a library right like even this if he's yelling I about to be treated yeah. if i yell in a library about anything it's not like yeah it's not this authoritarian state go, yell about anything else in a library they'll probably ask you not to like yeah and they might if you continue doing so after they tell you to stop screaming about ice cream like they will probably <laughs> you know forcibly remove you from the premises it's just so stupid, but it does seem like, cause yeah, he also, he like straight up in another show said that Tucker Carlson, I mean, suggested invading Canada because it's become Cuba. And, uh, like, I think one of the NDP MPs here, like wanted, a like a formal condemnation. Uh, the NDP is like the sort of left-leaning 
political party here. Sure. So it's being noticed. I think it does seem like it's the uh, the trucker convoy is kind of like broken yeah, his brain. His attention. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's trying to like keep that keep that uh, vibe going. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, the trucker convoy officially a vibe for sure. Right. Um, exactly. But it's like, yeah, it's like trying trying to have that, you know, apply the uh, the misconceptions he had about that story to, you know, a guy being thrown out of a small library in Calgary. Yeah, this is uh, this is a direct. Well, why are we not sending an armed force north to liberate Canada from Trudeau? And I mean it. Um, but that's how, you know, funny people are joking, as they say. And I mean it. Right. Um, yeah. But he just generally I mean. I don't, I, it'll be interesting to see how his show continues on as like these leaks of him being like, yeah, Trump is worthless and bad for the Republican party. And I don't believe in any of this are revealed. And then every night on a show, he's like, we should start a civil war. <laughs> the, <laughs> the election was rigged um, after more and more evidence comes out that he privately does not believe that, but it feels like, he'll just he'll find a way anyways let's take a quick break we'll come back to talk about important things like the oscars something that makes me crazy is when people say well i had this career before but it was a waste and that's where the perspective shift comes that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so... 
there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And there was the American tourists, uh, two Americans were killed in Mexico. And this has apparently been a big story on Fox. They were killed by a cartel. Um, It's a horrible, horrific tragedy. But the latest update on this is that the cartel left people like from their cartel in the car that the police were looking for in connection with the kidnapping, left them like tied up in the car with a letter being like our bad. Um, Actually, these guys is bad. We didn't mean to do this. A direct quote from the letter, we have decided to turn over those who were directly involved and responsible in the events who at all times acted under their own decision making and lack of discipline and you know, those individuals had gone against the cartel's rules, which include respecting the life and well-being of the innocent. So some major league ass covering coming from this drug cartel. But it's just wild that they have like a PR strategy, I guess. Yeah. Do you think they have like their own stationery? <laughs> to pen <laughs> yeah. apology notes? We know it's from them because <laughs> look at the stationery heading. It's a wild story. Uh, yeah. Obviously a, tra- a tragic one. Um, there is a new Netflix docu-series about Malaysia flight, uh, MH370, um, which is the plane that vanished almost a decade ago. So it's a documentary. It seems to be, be coming from the thesis that nobody knows what happened here. Um, I, for my money, I feel like we do know what happened here because of that evidence. Like we covered this back a long time ago, um, on TDZ, but they found evidence like the pilot of the flight had a flight simulator in his home and he had done the exact flight that he like that the plane that they suspected the plane based on like transponders and everything like that was the last flight simulation he flew so the theory is that he was suicidal and decided to take an entire plane full of people with him and had planned to do it Um, had flown the flight simulation um, and then because he had turned off the transponders uh, and depressurized the plane, which would have knocked all the uh, passengers out. That's why it was like so silent and so mysterious. Um, And then, you know, you crash it and like most of the earth is ocean. And so the fact that like nobody found the plane's wreckage is not, all that strange but it seems like they are like the the washington post article about this like could be a piece of you know sponsored content from the documentary because it's like (laughs) there's a lot of like i i did a search for the word like flight simulator because that seems to be the key piece of evidence that like answers the mystery like it's pretty it's a pretty big smoking gun that he had flown the exact flight 
as his last, not like at one point yeah. over the course as his last simulation. But uh, like they don't talk about that because I guess it takes away from the mystery and you know, you don't want to spoil your big docuseries. Well, I found one. There's one review I found that says, I guess there's like three episodes. And okay. in, the, in the first episode, they addressed that theory that it was like a, a murder suicide. Mm -hmm. But then it says in episode two, they go into the ill-supported theory involving the Russian government. Sure. And then it says in episode three, they uh, present a conspiracy that the plane was destroyed by the American government so that the Chinese wouldn't get their right. hands on certain technology. So I guess it's like a different premise in each and they get less and less plausible as it goes on for some reason. Well, at least they open with the one that actually makes sense. But yeah, it is a favored conspiracy theory area. I am not anti-conspiracy theories. I'm just, I, I don't think people should waste their time on conspiracy theories that seem to be pretty clear cut. But um, yeah. Oh, and it says they know. do a fourth episode and the fourth episode is just the, the whole show of Lost. They just start <laughs> playing Lost. Yeah, it turns out they were in purgatory the whole time. Um, <laughs> all right. And then the Oscars are happening this weekend. There's a weird story about how like Zelensky wanted to come and wasn't allowed to come, I guess. Yeah, or I guess he wanted to like zoom in, make um, an appearance, and they were like, "No, thank you, sir. We've we've had plenty." Which is apparently was the case last year as well, but I don't remember hearing that at the time that he asked to be a part of the telecast and they said no. Yeah, um, which. Seems like it seems like the kind of weird tone deaf thing that the Oscars would yeah, do. So totally. it's kind of, I don't know why. Um, it seems they would say counter that. to their nature to do something that suggests that they're like, we're not the center of the world. We're not uh, important enough to like, because I, I remember there was a story in the early days of the war that like Robert De Niro was trying to get Zelensky to like come to his Tribeca film festival. Right. It was like, this is like when, as he is at the height of trying to like marshal a, an actual war, like day to day, they were like, what if we, what if you came through and like introduced this docu-series? Well, he did, they said he just did like, he just did a similar thing at the Berlin film festival. So he's right. making, he's doing this he's film making festival. The festival <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, <laughs> I don't amazing. think he's like has a short or anything. I think right. he's just, uh, you know, uh, talking about the war i guess but it yeah. is weird this like yeah it's all kind of entertainment venues that like what would he do with the oscars like he's gonna come introduce he's really tar. invested in tar winning yeah, yeah he's a huge tar head uh and yeah he um i don't know we'll we'll talk more about like what's expected to win and stuff like that on tomorrow's trending but uh do you have a personal pick who or I, a personal favorite I mean, I think I, like I was telling you before, like I, I do love everything everywhere all at once. Like it's, yeah. it's in, in another world, it would be the underdog and like, it would be nominated be like, Oh, how did this weird movie that came out last March get nominated? Yeah. Like we're rooting for that, but it's, it's in this weird position where it's kind of the favorite to win. It has the most nominations yeah. and there's, you know, there's a sense I think about like the Oscars nominate movies that aren't cool it's not cool to win the oscars it's usually like the lame movie wins and the cool movie doesn't win yeah. uh or it's neglected and and or not nominated but i now i just love that movie and i i actually do hope it 
hope it wins. Yeah, it feels like my my experience with the Oscars is not letting my brain accept that it will because it does feel like the right movie to win. It's definitely the movie of the year in terms of like being this breakthrough hit, like critically beloved, like audiences loved it. And in the same way that my brain is not letting me believe that there's not going to be like a 20 minute interview between Sean Penn and Zelensky in the middle of it. Like, (laughs) it's like, wait, what, why are they making the right decision here? Um, so I don't, I don't want to give them too much credit. So Uh, they're just, it's like, it's a false story to like set you up. Exactly. And then we surprise them because Putin reads deadline. So, you know, and then best picture is like, Oh, it was a write in for, they gave it to green book again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like too many green books to, for, for me to fully trust that they're going to give it to the, to the right movie here, but we'll see. All right, jam. Well, uh, we will let you get back to defending your nation from invasion by Tucker Carlson. Thank you. I'm fashioning a bayonet out of pipe cleaners just in (laughs) case. There you go. Um, where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JM McNabb again. Amazing. Well, uh, that's going to do it for us this afternoon. We are back tomorrow with a whole ass episode of the show. Until then, be kind to each other. Be kind to yourselves. Get the vaccine. Don't do nothing about white supremacy. And we'll talk to you all tomorrow. Bye. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.